Hello and welcome to the 200th episode of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. As always, these always go live on YouTube around about 1pm BST on a Tuesday. But I just wanted to record a special opening to say thank you to everyone who has supported me through 200 episodes. I mean, I know it doesn't really mean anything. It's just a random figure, but for some reason it makes me feel good in my brain. So if you ever listened, if you're listening right now, if you're a supporter of the patron, if you've ever dropped me some money in the super chat, you have have made all this possible and of course thanks what a you know coincidental timing this is thank you to pins and knuckles who supports simon miller's pro wrestling show that only happened last week and here they are on board with episode 200 you can go over and check them out for all your merchandise needs and they have a wrestling store as well which is just pins and knuckles but we'll get into it now but again from the bottom of my heart i appreciate you all thank you very much here is to 200 more episodes if you can handle my voice for that long. Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to a very delayed episode of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, but it's okay because it's episode 200. Episode 200 of this stupid, stupid podcast. I don't get it either. I make sure my, my, I just make sure my, my laptop is muted. Uh, sorry for the delay. Sometimes things come up. That is just life, but we will keep rocking and we will keep rolling. And thank you very much for joining me for, is it really a seminal anniversary show? Not really. I've just somehow done this 200 times. Although if you do go back to episode one, in episode one, we had an interview with AJ Styles. I mean, it wasn't like a, a, a proper interview. It was like one of those, um, what do you call it? Uh, when you're the fo- conference calls. There we go. Thank you, Brandon. It's like a conference call. But still, it counts. And now here we are in episode 200. There is no interviews. I was going to try and do something special. I couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> so I thought, screw it. We will just go on and do it anyway. But look, thank you to everyone joining me live right now on YouTube. Uh, if you haven't joined me on YouTube, do it. Search for Simon Miller. You can find my picture. Uh, you can give the the, uh, the YouTube channel a subscribe, uh, should you so wish. Otherwise, it's patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. That's how I financially back these podcasts. Thank you to everybody who is supporting there right now. And if you are live in the chat, uh, we have a little thing called the Super Chat. I'm sure you know. It's, uh, it's what YouTube does. You can throw a quote in there. You can throw a statement in there. You can throw a question in there. And I promise to read it out or answer it no matter what it is. Unless it's like super offensive, but then I'll just, uh, I'll, just te- I'll just tell you off. Shout out to Frequently Fly, who starts the conversation off by just saying, so that lantern is amazing. It's pretty good, right? It's pretty, pretty good. That is Bray Wyatt, who, of course, we will talk about uh, very, very soon. And also Podcasting Stone in the Super Chat says, with positivity running through my veins, I'm ready for powerful pro wrestling audio. Thanks for the positive vibes and congrats on 200 episodes. Well, thank you very much for joining me, man. I appreciate it. That's very, very kind. No idea what's going on in my background. It keeps going from like dark to what is going on with that? Of course, of course, on episode 200, something would happen that has never happened in the history of this podcast it's gone all weird who knows why it's done that let's not worry about it it doesn't matter so it's like every week we do the podcast and i sit down to write a title i thought this was the case and i had to go and check it out it's true people just keep returning to raw we had bray Wyatt returns to raw steve austin returns to raw goldberg returns to raw and now here we are on the 13th of august 2019 mere hours removed from raw sasha banks returned to raw 
<laughs> it's just like, okay. But I guess that one's kind of more interesting because, not more interesting, but Bray Wyatt returning to Raw, of course he was going to, right? There was never any rumors that Bray Wyatt was in the doghouse or had fallen out with anybody. Uh, you know, Steve Austin, legend, always going to come back. Goldberg, same kind of thing. But Sasha Banks, as of earlier in the year, remember all the rumors. She wants to leave. She wants to join AEW. She's done with Vince McMahon. They had a meeting and they fell out. Well, something got cleared up, which is rare because let's say that those murmurings were true. When does that ever happen? Like, where's Leah Rush still frozen out? Where's Neville? He's now back to being Pac, working in Japan and, you know, going to AEW eventually whenever they get that stuff sorted out. So, you know, to get to the point she was able to work out her issues, I think kind of shows maybe a different version of WWE, for lack of a better term, or maybe a more affable version i don't know i can't think of the right i can't think of the right word but it was very surprising and i kind of knew she was going to come back because if you're listening to the wrestling observer they were talking about SummerSlam yesterday and they even dave Meltzer said i don't know whether he meant to say this he said something like oh it's a shame we didn't get someone coming down but maybe tomorrow so you have to think to yourself okay that's got to be sasha banks so yeah that's um it's uh I, I thought it was a really good angle. I think that's the most important thing. And reintroducing... It's twofold. Reintroducing her in Canada is always going to be good because the Canadian crowd's always hot and always electric, especially in Toronto. But while seeing her go heel isn't going to be a big surprise for anyone that's followed her entire career, if you've only followed her on the main roster, which is perfectly okay, just in case you are that person, you've never seen her be a bad guy. And again, if you know of her experiences down at NXT... Excuse me. So much better as a heel. So much better as a bad guy. Just, you know, so much. I, I, it's, it's something that probably should have happened maybe even a year ago, two years, if not longer. So to get to it now after she's made a return, meaning A, people are going to be clamoring to see her, and B, she can walk right into a program with Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch needed a new feud. She needed new people. Yeah, I think I think it ticked all the boxes. The hair thing was weird. There's no two ways about it. The hair thing was really weird. Like she was wearing because her hair looked a bit weird when she came out, and I was just thought, okay, maybe just got a funny hairstyle. But the reason it looked weird is because it wasn't real, and it was uh, yeah, it was a wig, and she whips the wig off, and now she's got blue hair, which led to the internet exploding, going, oh, you stole Mia my Yim's gimmick, whatever you want to call her. And I was like, this is just blue hair, man. I wouldn't worry about it. But it's good. I think when you do come back, especially when you're going to have a change of character, it is important to kind of stamp your uh, stamp. that you've, I've changed. I'm different. Like This is a different version of me. And I thought she had a swagger back. I thought her beatdown of Natty and Becky Lynch was great. I think a Becky Lynch versus, again, Sasha Banks program will be really good. I'm excited about it. Lamel uh, KH2 in the Super Chat says Samoa Joe gets the Oscar up. I don't know what's going on with Samoa Joe anymore. He's in a very... Very, very strange, uh, strange position. Carl Lincoln in the Super Chat says, congrats on 200. Thank you, Carl. Pretty crazy, right? Interviewing for a new job today, so query. Which teacher professor made the biggest impact on you, either as a student or a person? We're just throwing the idea of wrestling questions out the window there, but I did say I'd answer and ask anything you want. Uh, Mr. Detheridge, probably. Actually, no, Mr. Detheridge, Mr. Oliver, or Mr. Perry. Mr. Oliver and Mr. Perry were my history teachers, and they were very good, and they made me care about learning. I was a bit of a renegade for a while. Uh, and Mr. Detheridge, because in a parents' evening, he was talking to my mum, and he said, look, we all like Simon, but he's a bit like a lovable dog. Like, you know, it's nice to have him around, but he doesn't do anything. And that kind of lit a fire under my ass. So there you go. I've answered that question. Undead FB Goo in the Super Chat says, So awesome to see Sasha back. Loved her new vibe. Yeah, she's healing up. 
healing it up, if I do say so myself. Podcasting Stone continues that by saying, I love the Sasha return segment. I bonded with my girlfriend through resting and she hates her. My girlfriend would rather Sasha stayed at home. Excellent. Excellent. But I think that's kind of... I think that's kind of, that's what she does. I do think she's quite a polarizing figure in the way that she's meant to be. Like Even when she was a face, I have wrestling fans, uh, wrestling friends who are like, they just didn't, like they felt like Sasha Banks should be an arrogant heel or an arrogant bad guy. Like she just carries herself like that. Much like The Miz. And it's only really The Miz's face turn now where I feel like he's moved away from that. And look how long that took The Miz. I think Sasha Banks has that similar quality. Maybe Randy Orton's a better one uh, to use than The Miz because Randy Orton is such a better heel. And yet, he can get away with being a face. And I think it's the same with Sasha Banks. I saw an amazing thing. I think it was on Reddit that a 12-year-old girl had stopped following Sasha Banks on Instagram because of what she did last night. And I think that stuff is so important. I really, really do. Like Getting that emotional reaction is what you know should be happening in professional wrestling. And sometimes we don't get it. So yeah, all things considered, Sasha Banks absolutely smashed it. You know, great time to bring her back night after SummerSlam. Can now build a pretty big uh, feud up with Becky Lynch. Maybe even runs through to the end of the year. Doubt WrestleMania. That would be a bit long. Maybe she, I, I imagine she'll win the title. I don't know why, but I think if you are trying to build stars in that women's division, there aren't too many that are believable as the champion. Like if Natty had won, I really like Natalia, but I don't know necessarily if I see her at that level. I don't know. It had to have happened. But top of my head, like, yeah, Bailey's there. But even then, Bailey's still a bit like, well, do you know what I mean? It's like, mm, yeah. But Charlotte and Becky Lynch are the top two, right? You absolutely see them as championship status. And there are other people that should be in that position, but the way they've been booked, blah, 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 means they're not. So having Sasha Banks come back and and do this, I think is really, yeah, I think it's just really, it's good timing. It's really important. Should light a fire under the women's division. She looked great, much better as a heel. Blue hair was weird, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really good return. I thought it was a really, 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 really good return. Obviously, had the tease at the start where she was going to hug Natty, then she beat the crap out of her. Awesome. And the cool thing as was the, the crowd popped because you would do when you see a big angle like that because you're excited because you know you're part of a big angle. But then they were booing her by the end because she attacked Becky Lynch. And that's why it's always important to have a major baby face because they can justify any heel turn. Because turning heel is cool in 2019. It's been cool for a while. But everybody likes Becky Lynch so much. Oh no, you touched our, you know, you touched our guy or our man. Now we're going to jump all over you. This is good, I tell you. Shout out to RM Radcliffe in the super chat who says, Simon, what do you think of WWE deleting the Fiend's full entry from YouTube and all references to his lantern from social media? Well, look, the Bray Wyatt character and that entrance and the presentation has turned him into a star. If you haven't seen SummerSlam and you don't even want to, I'd absolutely implore you to at least go and watch that. It's, it's pretty damn incredible and he feels... Utterly unique compared to anybody else on that roster. And that is what you need. Variety, diversity. That's what I think that's one of the reasons the fans cheered so much for him because it just feels so refreshing. And it feels like you're watching for those however many minutes he's out there, you feel like you're watching a different product. But yes, as RM rightly pointed out, he, did, he comes out of the lantern now, which is basically Bray Wyatt's severed head. Obviously not real. That would be too much. And I would assume when they uploaded it to YouTube... Maybe they got in trouble. Maybe they got told that, you know, it breaks advertising uh, copyrights and they basically got rid of it. Look, YouTube is an interesting service in the sense that even if you swear on it nowadays, even one word, you drop an F-bomb, they'll probably come and demonetize your video. And WWE is a business. Maybe at first they didn't realize that it would do that. I don't have a problem with them doing it. If anything, it makes it more, it makes it more badass. 
it's that's it's, it's the classic thing, you know. If you all of a sudden chop the legs off from somebody and take something away after you've put it out there, because the man, not Becky Lynch, you know, the, the, uh, Uncle Sam has come to tell you, now nah, screw this," then absolutely. It's going to get more of a buzz. I think it helps the Bray Wyatt character. It's almost like he's so off the rails. Not even WWE can control him or YouTube can't or whatever. And I, I mean, it kind of sucks because I think that would have done well and it would have got the, the, the idea of Bray Wyatt out there and probably got more people to tune in. But no, it's fine. Like, I, I don't think it will make any kind of a difference. They'll come up with workarounds. I don't think they'll stop using the lantern. I think it got too good a, a response. And also, SummerSlam was TV 14. It was being talked about on the internet beforehand, probably because of Bray Wyatt and the way that his character comes across. And that's going to come with some certain restrictions. But sometimes being restricted is good. It's like um, Little Nas X with, uh, what's it called, Old Town Road. I don't think that would have been as big a hit as it was if the, you know country music hadn't come along and stupidly said, oh, that's not country music, turned it into a massive hit. Because it, it, it's the Barbara Streisand effect. Barbara Streisand effect, they talk about it all the time. Barbara Streisand didn't like the fact that one of her houses had been featured in a magazine. She then sued or did something to the magazine saying, you've got to take that picture out of your magazine. And because she sued, a bunch of other people got more interested in the case because the lawsuit with Barbara Streisand interested. And because of that, even more people saw where her house was. Sometimes it's much better to just shut up and carry on. And that's what I think the Bray Wyatt thing is. Now that it's been mentioned, like, oh, what's this disgusting lantern? You may get some people being like, what, a disgusting lantern? Well, I'm interested in a disgusting lantern. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely brilliant by Bray Wyatt. I mean, what a mastermind that guy is. Uh, even if this does get booked into the ground by WWE, as a lot of people are worrying uh, about, it doesn't take away from Bray Wyatt. It's two for two for Bray Wyatt now in terms of characters within the wrestling world that have made a connection with people. Now it's up to the powers that be to book him to the moon. And I hope they do do that. I hope he's the world champion by the end of the year. I keep seeing all these threads saying, oh, it doesn't matter. He's not champion straight away. It kind of does to me because that's the surefire way to protect him, <laughs> to protect him against anything crazy that could be on the horizon. If he's the champion and you establish him as a top guy and then you screw him up a bit, it doesn't matter because he's at the top. John Cena, you know, John Cena wasn't always in the best storylines, but he's John Cena and he always got revved back up. That's why I want Bray Wyatt to be. Sean Gearhorn in Super Chat says, thoughts on how WWE screws up King of the Ring, lol. Well, I hope they don't. One of the best parts of Raw for me was when they announced that King of the Ring was coming back. I mean, only last week here on the podcast, we were saying that WWE should have a long-running tournament. And we mentioned King of the Ring, and now they're doing it. Not that I think they watched my podcast. I mean, they probably just see how many people connect with the G1 Climax. Or maybe it was suggested outside of those walls, and they want to do it themselves. There is a list of people that are in it. Actually, let's see if we can get them up. And we can talk about that. But, I mean, they may screw it up. They, they have screwed it up before, which, which is a shame. Um... But there's more people involved this time. So from Raw, it's Baron Corbin, Cesaro, Cedric Alexander, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, The Miz. And from SmackDown Live, it's Ali Andrade, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, Elias, Kevin Owens, and Shelton Benjamin. So it's a pretty good feud. Like It's the kind of guys that should be in a tournament like that because the winner should get something out of it. I think that's the key. I imagine all the matches will be as good as they can be depending who is in it. But the winner has to feel like a big deal coming out the other side. It has to be treated. Don't put a crown on them. Give them a scepter and a cloak. Make them feel like they've achieved something and make it feel like, much like the New Japan does it. I read a really cool article on uh, uh, whatever it was the other day where somebody was basically explaining the G1 and saying the reason the champion enters the G1 himself is because they know it's a, it's a matter of prestige to come out the other side as the winner. 
and you can start you know, boasting, I am the G1 champion. And that's what they need to do with King of the Rings. So let's say Drew McIntyre wins. He should be able to walk around with his head held high and talk about it constantly. I was the King of the Ring winner. And there should be a prize for that as well, because obviously the winner of the G1 goes on to Wrestle Kingdom. That's why can't we do it that the winner of the King of the Ring goes on to Survivor Series? Survivor Series needs something new anyway. We still consider it a big four pay-per-view, but does it feel as special as SummerSlam, the Raw Rumble, or WrestleMania? It doesn't to me. And tying all that in, especially this time of year where you do get a natural dip post-SummerSlam because there is like this big void until the Raw Rumble, they should absolutely do that. So I'm going to be confident, but I understand your worries, Sean. I mean, yeah, I really, really do. Uh, Matthew Bailey in the Super Chat, Hand on the Heart, says, do you think they'll build to the four horsewoman match? No. This has been touted about for a long, a long while. I don't think they have any interest in doing that. Maybe down the line, but don't you have to get Ronda Rousey back to do that? Or do you mean the Bailey, was it Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky? I mean, they could do that. I don't think they should. The rumor is now they're going to start moving away from the wildcard rule, which they didn't mention at all last night on Raw. And as far as I know, nobody jumped ship, although who knows? And we should stick to that. It's just better. <laughs> it's better to have, if you're going to have brands, have brands. And you know why they're really doing it now. They're saying it's because they're heading to Fox. No, it's not. It's because Survivor Series is coming up. And they know they've got to re-put the fence around everything in order to get to Survivor Series and do Raw versus SmackDown. And expect us not to go, wait a minute, what? Uh, like, Lana oh, excuse me. Oh, where did that come from? Lanai in the super chat, always supporting, always appreciated. It's a congrats on 200, Simon. I know, right? 200 episodes. Do you think Seth's character is redeemable after his win on Sunday? What does he and WWE have to do to get him back on track? Keep up the great work. Happy for your success. Thank you, Lanai. That's very kind. And you're always very kind and very supportive. It is going to be a tricky one. And that's why I actually, I was one of the few, it seemed. I wasn't a massive fan of the main event or the go-home angle or the last thing on the show from Raw because I felt it left things too open. I really wanted Seth to have a specific challenger going forward and a specific direction so I knew where, yeah, where he was going next. But instead, it seems like we may be doing some six-man tags between the OC, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, um, and Ricochet. I would have much rather Braun Strowman have just punched Seth Rollins right in the face. Not a heel turn. He just wants the belt and he's a big dude and he saw his opportunity. I, but I mean, Seth, Seth right now is kind of back on a, a good playing field because he had that match with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I mean, we talked about SummerSlam. We'll probably do a, a podcast dedicated to SummerSlam uh, tomorrow. Um, but I just thought the match was so good and Seth Rollins you know, smashed it out of the park to such a degree that any nonsense we've had beforehand, you can kind of forgive. I mean, it's still ridiculous he comes out and Raw says, I didn't know if I could beat Brock Lesnar. You beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So you do know you can beat him. You must have some, comf some confidence. But I just think he needs a really good feud. Because if I go back in my head and I think, who was Seth Rollins feuded with since he's been champion? I go, Brock Lesnar, Baron Corbin. It's not really, you know, you need better opponents, which AJ Styles would be a great opponent. But again, I don't think this is for the long term. I just think it's because... Maybe there wasn't a better idea on the table. And we have Clash of Champions coming up too. So, you know, US champion versus Universal champion. But he's certainly better on Monday or Tuesday than he was on Friday. <laughs> and that's all that matters, as long as things are, are, are headed in the right direction. Undead FB Goo in the Super Chat says, Simon, my excitement when Bray came out at SummerSlam scared the crap out of my dog. Even my husband, who can't stand wrestling, seemed interested. That is interesting. A lot of people have said that too. A lot of people, uh, you know, Laps fans that I know got in touch and said, Miller, I saw this Bray Wyatt thing. Give me some context. People telling me they think Bray Wyatt is cool, probably because it's a mature adult um, uh, presentation. I can't think of the right word. 
And that's really important. I mean, I'm not saying that Bray Wyatt is the guy that's going to bring back super popularity to WWE, but that character has certainly hit a chord with a lot of people. And I think if you're just flipping channels and you see that, you may hold on it just for a split second longer than you would have done otherwise, and then maybe you're in. You know, I don't. I really don't think they put a foot wrong with it. And I'll be completely honest, I do like the revamped um, Bray Wyatt theme song. I think it works perfectly for him. Kind of wanted something brand new. Just just my little thing. Kind of want something utterly brand new. Separate the, the whole thing from the previous Bray Wyatt character. But that's pulling at straws, like I say. We haven't, everyone keeps saying, oh, how's WWE going to screw up Bray Wyatt? Well, we're what? I mean, we started the day after WrestleMania. So April, May, June, July, August. We're four months in and they haven't screwed it up yet. I know that doesn't mean anything. But right now we have to believe that they're headed in the right direction. And I'm still excited about it. And I'm excited to see Bray. And not seeing him on Raw, I thought was really, really smart. Because he doesn't actually have a brand. Or at least no one has ever said Bray White is on this specific brand. But, you know, less is more with Bray. Don't need to see him every week. We should be mad that he's not on the show. Because we want to see him. And then when we do, we we latch onto it. But also on top of that, he should only wrestle on pay-per-views. Not my opinion or not my thought process. That's been everywhere. But let's keep Bray White special. As special as can be. That's my big thing. Nathan Ornsby in the Super Chat says, Oh, your message vanished just as I was about to read it. Not vanished. My, my, my chat flew down. Don't worry. I'll have you back up in a second. No good uh, for people listening. There you are. Hey, Simon. I used to think you were awesome till I saw your Dimu Borger progenery's reaction. Now you're only okay. Ha ha. Kidding. I thought I liked Dimu Borger. I can't remember when we did that. I like Dimu Borger, though. I like them a lot. I think they're awesome. Um... Does that mean you don't like them? Let me know. I'll keep an eye out. The Ranting Chubster. Good name. Uh, Brock wins the Royal Rumble? Nah, I don't think Brock Lesnar can main event WrestleMania next year. I think that's just going to wind up people watching uh, watching wrestling, and we don't need to do any more of that. I would imagine that Brock Lesnar will move to SmackDown now. I don't think we'll see him till October. Probably that's first SmackDown he jumps across. And when he's there... I don't know what he'll do when he's there. But no, I don't think he wins the Raw Rumble. I don't know what Brock... We don't expect Brock for a while, I would say. We've had our Brock, and now he has to go away. Undead FBQ again supporting the Super Chat. Always appreciated it. Who just wanted to throw an O and props to Finn Balor. He was amazing against Bray. And then has a little ghost emoji. He was. He was. You know, it, again, it takes two to tango, as we were talking about. And Bray, uh, Finn Balor sorry, sold that like he was fighting some kind of demon. He looked terrified. He almost looked... Like worried about doing any kind of offense. I did think it was great as well when Bray Wyatt was listening to his gloves because he didn't know what to do. Everything was great. And yeah, Finn Balor's a major part of that. And in hindsight, putting Finn Balor in there was probably the best thing they could have done because I don't think Finn Balor has much of an ego and was willing to sell his ass off. So yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Finn Balor. And talking of selling your ass off, shout out to Dolph Ziggler as well who absolutely did that for Goldberg. What three amazing spears. Carl Lincoln in the Super Chat says... Is it wrong that we have King of the Ring and not Queen with the looming specter of more Saudi nanigans? Thanks for the positivity before my prof interview today. Good luck with the interview firstly, Kyle. I hope you smash it. Uh, Just go in there and be you and be confident. That's all you can do. If they like you, great. If they don't, you did your best, but I'm sure they will. I think the pro- I agree with you. We should have both. We've got two Royal Rumbles. We've got two Money in the Banks. But I mean, A, they've only just brought it back. So baby steps. They need to get the, the first one right first. But also, they need to push more women. And not, that's not the right word. They need to cement more women, as like I say, top draws, as we were talking about. Because you can put a bunch of people in that, but if they wouldn't be, but if Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha are in there, I go, well, probably one of them is going to use it. Unless, of course, they go the other way and they use, um, they use the Queen of the Ring to build somebody else. 
So yeah, they probably should, you know. I actually think they could do a decent job with that to get that to solve that problem. So now I think about it, Carl, yes, they should. A Queen of the Ring is probably more important than a King of the Ring <laughs> in terms of what you get out the other uh, get out the other side. Um so yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, I, I, I get the King of the Ring right first. I guess it's a name that more people are uh, are familiar with. And just, I, I'm not against the Queen of the Ring at all. In fact, I think it's quite important. Podcast in Stone in the Super Chat says, I'm in for Andrade in King of the Ring. The guy is underrated. Well, especially after what he did on Raw. I don't know whether that was more to progress Rey Mysterio's story than it was Andrade's. Because afterwards, Rey was all like, oh, my family, my family. As if I'm only doing this to feed my family can't be true he's been wrestling for years we know he's loaded it's like when they did that thing with Shawn michaels oh jbl i need to be in your cabinet to get a job but it's like dude no one buys this no one's buying this like big show did it too i need a job no you don't <laughs> those stories are always so ridiculous i take andrade i've still got them up here let's i'll give you my top two from each side so if i had to pick one from raw I would say it's a final. Let's say it works out Raw versus SmackDown in the final. Oh my gosh, it's so building to... I've just realized what they're doing. It's so going to build to Survivor Series. I mean, I would... I would put... That's tough. Okay, in, in thinking how they think, I'd put Drew McIntyre in there and I'd put Andrade, but you're going to get heel versus heel. I don't know what they're going to do looking at this now. I think it'd be Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre if they do it like that. But I'm not necessarily saying that's what I would want to see. AJ Parker... In the super chat says, Simon, congrats on episode 200. Thank you very much. Episode 200. Do you notice as well, the last two was like 199.8 and 1.9. I wanted this one to be 200. I want the Fiend to wreck the King of the Ring tournament and become King Fiend or the Fiend King. Can't wait for ups and downs today. Nikki Crox says hi. I like how you won't let that guy AJ. Never let it go. I like the idea of the Fiend getting involved with stuff like that. But the problem is, while that would be cool for a moment, I think, again, the King of the Ring may actually be able to light a fire under someone, and I'd rather see that. I like the Fiend King, though. The Fiend King sounds like something you get on, the, on Adventure Time. Bless that program. As for ups and downs today, I'm not going to lie. Raw, as a whole, it was so by the numbers, there wasn't that much to take the mickey out of. It was just like the most, again, tick box wrestling show, WWE show, I should say, I've seen in a long time. And when I was done, I was like... I don't have much to say, <laughs> but that's good. You need you need rest episodes. I'm going to call today's episode as a rest episode. Um, but yeah, Nikki Crocs Nikki Croc and uh, Alexa Bliss are doing all right. I thought that tag match was fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't anything amazing, but I was like, that's cool. Feature the tag titles. Sweet. Do it. I like that. I think it worked because Kyrie Sane and uh, Oscar are great workers. And the relationship between Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss actually is good sports entertainment, as they say. I thought it meshed quite well. Again, just easy watching, Raw. Really easy watching. But sometimes you kind of want it to be a bit more reactive, especially if you do a show like Ups and Downs. Vengeful One in Super Chat. Simon, do you think there will be a draft before SmackDown goes to Fox in October due to a true brand split? Good question. I mean, probably not. Because as we've seen, WWE can just throw people around should they wish. And I don't think you want to overdo that. But I certainly think if you wanted to, you could. And it certainly makes... A new ver it will make SmackDown on Fox for like a new version. They've already started doing the graphics. There's going to be some hour special to introduce it to a new audience. So yes, you could do, but I don't think you have to. That's an interesting one. I don't know what they'll do with that. I think they'll move Brock across, so maybe that's the way to do it. But you could also just, you know, the classic, oh, I signed Brock. How did you do it? Don't worry about that bit. We won't talk about it. It's going to be interesting that. We're only a couple of months away. Where does it come from? Shout out to 116 Gaming as well, who has joined the channel. You can do that. There's a little join button at the bottom. It's just a way to, to supplement my Patreon. Like, if you're a $5 Patreon, you can access my weekly Q&As. The YouTube join fee is $5. It just made sense, as you can see. 
Right, there's another one in here. Uh, 116 Gaming says, had become a member and just one question. Do you think they could and should redo Bailey versus Sasha? I feel the storyline could have a lot of potential. I never want to see those two go at it again. I don't want to be friends. I don't want to be enemies. It's brought me too much sadness, 116 Gaming. I can't take it anymore. And I just don't trust them anymore. Boy who cried wolf. Nathan in the super chat says, I'm a huge fan. I get to see Cradle of Filth in New Zealand for the first time ever in a few weeks. I think you guys undersold them. Actually, well, Nathan, I know what you're talking about. That's because I'd heard that song before and I was introducing it. That's why. I love that song. I've listened to that song for 10 years, that whole album. Uh, Daniel Brotherton in the super chat. The fiend to win the Raw Rumble. Interesting. Maybe TV presenter Ray Bray is eliminated by number 29 and then number 30, the lights go out and it's the fiend and he wins. I don't hate that, Daniel. It's utterly ridiculous, but I don't hate it. Also, I'm all about seeing presenter children's TV guy Bray Wyatt wrestling. What would he do? Just like run around and hug people. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, the Royal Rumble is so far away. I can't... Because I, I, I would have thought that Drew McIntyre was going to win. But I thought that this year. But it all, And right now, if you said, do you think he's going to win? I'd say, actually, yeah, maybe. But it depends where we're at in January. And you kind of get an idea of what direction we're headed in. So I don't know. But that's a cool idea. And it would make the Royal Rumble interesting. When it comes to stuff like the Royal Rumble, it's the same with SummerSlam. When you can come up with ideas that circumvent what you think is going to happen. That's usually the bits that you remember. And that's why I thought SummerSlam was an awesome show. Like, so easy to watch. I mean, not great from start to finish. But SummerSlam in my head is a big deal. And there was nothing like, whoa, apart from Bray Wyatt in the main event. And so it kind of maybe fluttered down a little bit towards, you know, not SummerSlam pay-per-view territory. But that also could have been because of the set. This, it really is true. We need we need new sets. <laughs> we, we, it's, when it looks like Raw and SmackDown, it's always a bit like, oh, okay. I get it, but it's just more fun. Chicken Salad in the Super Chat says, Loser of King of the Ring needs a cheap bottle of Thunderbird. <laughs> wow, you're really, you're really condemning whoever. Also, can you lose the King of the Ring? Because surely there's like there's 16 competitors. Surely eight people lose straight away. Or do you mean whoever gets to the final? Because if you get to the final and you lose, technically you didn't lose. You're second. Because there were 16 other people in it. That's something to think about for the day. How does that work in terms of losers? Pothead Joe in the Super Chat says, sound on the heart, who should Bray hurt next? It's difficult. I assume he's going to do something on SmackDown, but you don't know who should he hurt next. I mean, he could hurt Sami Zayn, and you're one and done with that program. <laughs> That's easy. You can get in and out really quickly. I mean, they're going to continue Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston, so they won't do that. Is there anybody else? I mean, Kevin Owens? Could do Kevin Owens. I don't know if they're going to continue the Shane McMahon storyline. If not, he's a big guy, you know, big name, I should say, a former Universal Champion. Have we seen Kevin Owens versus Bray Wyatt before? We probably have. I've forgotten a lot about Bray Wyatt programs for obvious reasons. Uh, why not? I'll throw it in there. Potentially, potentially Bray Wyatt. Alexander Vedvik. Good name. Vedvik, I should say in the super chat. Are you looking forward to the Reese of Cyberpunk 2077? Love the channel. I love it when the random questions get thrown in there. I won't lie to you, Alex. Not massively. I think it looks like an incredible game, but I was never... I think the same with The Witcher. I think they're incredible games. But every time I sit down to play them, they're not really for me. And I wonder whether CD Projekt Red is just makes games that don't necessarily attract my brain. But I will give it a go. And I do think it looks like a very exciting and ambitious project. There's my press release information for you. Uh, and yet that's, it was kind of, I don't think there's anything else on Raw we need to, we need to touch upon massively. Um, there was a lot of weird stuff, like Bobby Roode versus No Way Jose, which was over in two minutes. 
I'm not sure what we were trying to establish there. I like seeing them both on TV, and I'd like to see WWE use more of them. It feels refreshing when you see characters you haven't seen in a while. But it felt a bit out of nowhere. Miz versus Dolph Ziggler was a very strange part to it as well, because... It wasn't bad. Like when I was up in, I won't tell you what I gave it because I know people don't like it spoiled, which I love, by the way. But when I was watching it, I was like, I don't know. I'm not not enjoying this, but it, I don't get what it what it's for. And you know, the Miz tapped him out. You never see the Miz tap anybody out. I don't know what the, the idea with Dolph. I don't know if Dolph is happy or sad to be back because he is just used because he's really good at selling his ass off. And is that good or bad? I don't know. It was very very odd. <laughs> it was very very odd all around. Um, and then, yeah, Braun Strowman coming back at the end. We kind of touched upon it. I mean, why would Braun Strowman want to be friends with Seth Rollins? Because surely everybody in the company should want the championship. But we don't know. I mean, that may transpire. Again, the, the ending to me, just I needed something, just something, anything else. Just a little bit of a dangling of a seed or a carrot I could, I could eat. But um, you know, we, we didn't get it. Uh, but it, again, then the show did, the show flew by. Uh, it was the same with SummerSlam. SummerSlam was only three and a half hours. Three and a half hours is such a, a palatable length of, of of content and i know that sounds crazy three and a half hours which is basically two films sewn together but it's all about relativity and we're so used to sitting there and watching three hours of raw that if you tell us a pay-per-view one as big as SummerSlam is only 30 minutes more you're like yeah that's fine that's good and that main event was just badass anyway i'll sing the praises of that main event till the cows come home and obviously you had goldberg versus ziggler too and that just changes up the pace and it changes up the pace wonderfully because it's not long match, long match, long match. You get a bit of fun. Brandon Sorensen in the Super Chat says, Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers' guest on FFF. I don't know what FFF is, Brandon. Sorry. I know Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers. Um, oh, Firefly Funhouse. Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers' guest on Firefly Funhouse. I need a bit more with that, Brandon. Do you mean that Bray Wyatt is doing like a Mr. Rogers ripoff? I think that's that's the case. And I know Tom Hanks is playing... Unless you think Tom Hanks is going to be on the... If Tom Hanks is ever on the Firefly Funhouse, well, I was going to say I'll give everyone something. I won't because that'll be impossible. I will be amazed. I don't expect to see Tom Hanks on the Firefly Funhouse. I don't ever expect to see Tom Hanks in WWE. Tom Hanks too big. Tom Hanks is like crazy celebrity. Everyone knows who Tom Hanks is. Everybody. Think about that. Everyone knows who Tom Hanks is. And he's really good at what he does. He's living the dream. Frequently fly. Was that the best claim? In the super chat. Was that the best claim or kick we've ever seen? Well, according to ups and downs, it is. As you will find out in around about 15 minutes time, it was awesome. Again, it was, it's, it's much like that spear by Goldberg. It's, Goldberg has to attack it the way he does. And Dolph Ziggler sold it so well. That's what Cedric Alexander did. Cedric Alexander sold it like he'd had his head taken off. Like it was just, it was just incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And it makes that movie more devastating. And he also kind of protects Cedric Alexander. When I saw that, I was like, if that's not the finish and he kicks out, I'm going to call shenanigans. Because who would kick out of that? No one should be able to kick out of that. A giant man kicked you right in the head to the point you did a flip. Ah, oh, it was awesome. I, I really liked Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. It's a very definitive end to that feud. And I'm not sure what Alexander got out of it, but hopefully he can still be, you know, placeholder or, or pigeoned into actually doing things as opposed to running around for the 24-7 championship this week as well i still like the 24-7 championship stuff but this was the first week i kind of felt like they weren't sure what they wanted to do with it obviously it ended up with elias winning it which is a, which i had no I, I, I tell a lie i thought elias getting it was actually the right thing to do because much like the 24-7 championship in the sense i was like oh i think we need to do something a bit different i think it's the same with elias's stick and please let me know in the comments or whatever if you disagree but again when i was watching his concert stuff and someone interrupting i was like 
if I didn't see this for a while, I don't think I'd miss it. And I don't think that Elias does it badly. I think he's really good at it. But I just need a bit of evolution with that character. I need him to have a purpose for doing it. Like it actually serves something. And I don't think we got that. However, then he was the 24-7 champion. I was like, oh, maybe that kills two birds with one stone. Faye Williams in the super chat says, just a very nice message. Love all your work. It always brightens my day. That's the best thing. That's the best thing you could say, to be honest. Because sometimes you sit here and you think, am I just being a goof on the internet? But then when someone says, actually, you, you brighten my day, like, oh, well, that's... I and mean, what's cooler than that, right? Brighten somebody's day. Well, I'm proud I could brighten your day, Faye. And thank you very much for supporting me. Because when you support me, it brightens my day. So we've got like a symbiotic relationship, <laughs> uh, as they say. Uh, but yeah, Raw was good. Again, I think we'll do a... Uh, I may do a special SummerSlam episode just so we can, t- we can talk through it because loads has happened is there anything else that i should have touched upon that i would have forgotten about as i always do and then people say oh millie you didn't talk about this i'm like yeah but sometimes there's just so much to talk about uh we charlotte and trish was a good match but again that ties into smackdown stuff i think i may try and do two podcasts week one after one after smackdown right people would like that um kabuki warriors we talked about that sasha banks bray wyatt braun Strowman. Yeah. Oh, the Steve Austin, <laughs> the Steve Austin Skype call. I mean, that was the, 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 it was, that was literally like the Poochie episode of Simpsons when that guy goes, new character, something like Poochie, but not that. And they all sit around and go, everybody fine with Poochie. So we need to get Steve Austin on the show because he's good for ratings and he's got this new show. Something like a Skype call, but not that. And then Bruce Pritchard, everyone went, everyone fine with the Skype call. Never do a Skype call either. Like you heard the audio, that's Skype. It can't make up its mind. And the con- I, I'm, I'm spoiling ups and downs, but the conversation literally went, hi, thanks for joining me, Steve. And Steve was like, oh, yeah, thanks for me. I realized that's rolling. And then Michael was like, cheers. <laughs> what was that? What was that? That was so weird. It was so weird. Such an odd, bizarre segment all around. But it did make me chuckle a lot. I watched, um, what was it called? Something with Steve Austin. He's just fun, isn't he? Steve Austin, just a fun old cat. Daniel Brotherton in the Super Chat says, Dolph said Miz wasn't getting his match, but he attacked him, and then we got the match. That's true, Daniel. That is what happened. That, that, that is, that's a raw spoiler if you haven't seen it. And that is... Uh, that, that's, yeah, but I, I didn't... It was very strange, that whole thing. Are we feuding Dolph and Miz now? Do we want to see a Dolph-Miz feud? Is Dolph just going to get his ass handed to him by random guys? Why is the Miz back to using the figure four? Why does Dolph keep cutting promos when he's get beaten up, when he's been beaten up and then get beaten up a bit? I have the answers for you. I really, really don't. But it's weird. Like, I, I was, Dolph Ziggler was never my guy. And not in a bad way. I know that he's an incredibly talented wrestler. But some people you just... You just have, a, you have, an, you just have weird feelings towards, don't you, in wrestling? It's like the first person that gets you into wrestling can be really weird and you don't know why. But it's just something about them resonates out the screen. That was never Dolph for me because I know a lot of people like him. But seeing how he... Um, you know, sold his ass off for Goldberg and then did the same thing with me. I was like, you know what, Dolph, you've grown on me a lot in the last week or so. Like, you really, really go out there and you do do the best you possibly could do. And I think he probably does, deserves a little bit more love. So there's a little bit more love for Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Nathan, the Super Chat. What do you think is better, one or rooster? Nathan, I'm going to need a bit more, my friend. What do you think is better, one or rooster? I don't, I don't, I'm going to type in one or rooster to Google in case there's something here that, because I'm old, I don't understand. But I, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No, nope, that just brought up some roosters. I appreciate Nathan. Please drop me another little uh, line. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for it and, and we'll do that. 116Gaming says, My friend and I have started our own wrestling podcast. Thanks to What Culture and Yourself for inspiring us to start. Well, that's very cool. 116Gaming, let me know what it's called so I can mention it on there. Uh, who do you think is next for The Fiend? There is that question again. Where's that King of the Ring lineup? That's a bunch of people. 
that have name value. He's not going to beat up Baron Corbin. Cesaro, potentially. Cedric Alexander, massive potential. One and done. Drew McIntyre, no way. Ricochet, no. He's got busy. Sami Zayn could be a one and done. Don't do Samoa Joe. Could be The Miz. Could be. Very high shout for The Miz. Ali, now nah, wouldn't do it for him. He's got too much of an upside. Andrade, no, same thing. Uh, Apollo Crews, could kill Apollo Crews. Buddy Murphy, same. Chad Gable, who knows what's going on. Not Elias, Kevin Owens, Shelton Benjamin. It's going to be interesting. I think the fact that we're asking is great. And, and the coolest thing is, uh, the question is usually revolved around whose ass is he going to kick next? And I hope that WWE realizes that we don't want to see Bray Wyatt lose. We don't want to see him in a, a, a position of, of um, weakness. We just want to, it's the other way around. We want to look at the roster and go, who the hell is Bray Wyatt going to take apart next? And that's cool. Who else are you doing that with on, on the entire card? No one. Not even Seth Rollins or Kofi Kingston. Oh, we didn't talk about Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton. I'll save it for the SummerSlam podcast. What? People told me that I was too harsh on it and I was too upset and I should accept the story. And you know what? You're 100% correct. However, I had too high hopes. <laughs> I set my expectation bar too high and they got dashed. I was devastated. I thought it was going to be a roller coaster of emotions. And it kind of was, but not in the way that I was expecting. I also did think that Randy Orton was going to RKO the kid. I really did. I thought that's what he was going to do. He's going to RKO that kid. <laughs> and that's why And that's why it's TV 14. As it turned out, that was the... Uh, and that's why I think they put Bray Wyatt on after that match. I think they knew they were going to piss off the crowd. Uh, who knows? Uh, is Bray Wyatt the new version of Mick Foley? I don't think so. The Mick Foley three faces of Foley gimmick was it was completely bizarre. I mean, the best way possible. And the fact he had those three appearances in the Rumble. I mean, I, I, the way I see it is if you want to do promos, you do promos with TV presenter Bray. And when he's in the ring, he's the Fiend. That's the best way to do it. Because I don't think you want to overexpose the Fiend, but you absolutely have to build up matches. And I love TV presenter Bray. He's really funny and fun. They released a Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse box or something yesterday. WWE shop. There was only 500. They went in about 76 seconds. And even on that advert, he just totally gets it. Very funny, but also a bit freaky at the same time. So you absolutely should use that character. But The Fiend should be why you tune into the pay-per-view. I know we don't pay for that anymore, but let's, we'll call it The Money. That should be The Money. And that should be we're like, oh, I'm going to watch this because I know The Fiend is going to be on it. That's absolutely what we should do. Um, G'day, Simon. Congrats on 200 wonderful episodes. That's very nice. Thank you. Uh, oh, that was it. Just please, WWE, don't ruin Bray Wyatt. So thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, Undead FB Goo in the Super Chat. Who did old Bray get screwed by? They can be next. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Because that was what Finn Balor did. Well, we need to get Chris Jericho back. We need to get Dean Ambrose back. <laughs> so AEW, <laughs> give them a call. John Cena, ain't never going to happen. The Undertaker, never going to happen. Poof. I don't know. Who else Who else did he have awful feuds with? I can't remember. Let me know in the chat. I'll keep an eye out for it. That is a great, that's a great shout. Uh, Nathan in the super chat says, Metallica won Alice in Chains Rooster. Oh, both epically moving war songs. Thank you, Nathan. For, I really didn't know. What, oh, dude, won. I don't, I'm not a big Alice in Chains guy. I know that they're talented, but they never really got me. Metallica are my blood. Oh, man, one is my favorite. So, you know, one is not my favorite Metallica song ever. But if someone puts a gun to my head and says, Simon, you've got to pick one, I'll go, okay, well, one. It's a timeless masterpiece is one. If you haven't heard one today, maybe if you don't like metal, everyone go and listen to Metallica one later for fun. Because why the hell not? We have this power, apparently. Uh, hey, Simon, hope you're having a great day. And congrats on your 200th episode. It's very kind. Do you think anything has changed in the women's division that would have made Sasha happy to return? 
Well, I imagine sitting on the sidelines isn't great. That would probably give you some perspective. And maybe she's been promised a proper run, which she's now got with Becky. I just think it's nice that we obviously did have a fallout, but they were able to work it out. That never happens. I mean, it happens with Steve Austin. And no disrespect for Sasha Banks, but he was the lifeblood of WWE at the time. So I'd imagine that WWE would like, you know, try and figure that out. I hope we can do this with more people. Wait, I miss Leah Rush. I thought Leah Rush, I know Bobby Lashley's injured, but I thought Leah Rush and Bobby Lashley were a wonderful team. And I would absolutely like to see them back together. I, 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 I thought Leah Rush was, was perfect for the way that they wanted to perceive uh, Bobby Lashley, even though I think you could look at Bobby Lashley in TNA and just use that guy. But I'm not booking the company. AJ Parker in the Super Chat says, The Fiend is a hybrid of Undertaker and Mankind. I think that's fair. But I don't think we want to we um, put those, uh, those bars around him either. I think he's his own character. I think there's a lot of uniqueness in there. When I say that I think he is um, the new Undertaker, I don't mean that as literally as it sounds. I mean, he's the character that if he, if he wants to, it's his choice, can create a mystique around him that kind of makes you raise an eyebrow and go, what's going on here then? Even though you know that you know it's all ridiculous. Because you can't do that with someone like Kevin Owens. He's just, I love him. He's amazing. But he's a guy, right? He's Kevin Owens. And even if you see the real Kevin Owens on Twitter, you're not going to be taken aback by that. But you know, if Bray Wyatt all of a sudden was like, hi, guys, how are you today? And it was just Bray Wyatt. Like, oh, that's a shame. And the way that Undertaker always protected his mystique, I think Bray Wyatt has the same mindset. And that's what I mean by the new Undertaker, a new character like the Undertaker that will have incredibly longe- incredible longevity because he protects that aura and he protects the atmosphere around him that you can only get in pro wrestling because secretly pro wrestling is nuts. <laughs> that's what I mean by the new Undertaker. And that's what I hope we do with him. You know, we, we tried once and we got there and then we dropped the ball. It happens, right? It happens. There's no point crying over it. But now let's learn from that and let's try and ensure it doesn't happen again. Uh, Nathan, the super chat, just wants to throw in there. 100% one always moves me. One is one of the greatest songs of all time. Genuinely one of the greatest songs uh, of all time. Uh, a lot of people saying congrats for 200 episodes. I'm much, that's really nice. I mean, I, I don't even know what it means, but, it, but it's still great. Uh, what do you think about WWE date deleting almost all Bray Wyatt stuff from SummerSlam? Oh, that's the stuff we've already talked about. We, we've touched upon that. I do need to plug my computer in, I just realized, which is weird because I don't know where that plug is. Do I dare go an extra four minutes without plugging my laptop in? I don't know if I want to do that, but also I'm like, where the hell's the plug? Let me go and find it. found it everyone everyone calm down <laughs> it's all right oh, my computer is in a weird position yeah i can't get that in that's gonna affect the camera i'm going around the other way it's fun watching my streams isn't it it's so professional and <laughs> so well done uh undead fb goo in the super chat says hand on the heart need matt hardy back asap to see what happens with bray oh that's a great idea bring matt hardy back and let Bray Wyatt go after him. Matt Hardy was already on Twitter talking about the lake of reincarnation and being his wonderful self. I miss Matt Hardy. I understand that he went away because they see him as a tag team guy, but I would much rather we gave Matt Hardy more of a singles run. He's so good. And he's so underrated. Meh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But that would be good. You could take out Matt Hardy. I mean, you could take out Rowan, but he's involved in a totally different storyline, so I wouldn't do that. You could bring Luke Harper back, but if you do that, don't drop him out to Bray Wyatt because Luke Harper's underrated as it is. So yeah, there, there, there's many things that you could you could do, um, but it's, it's 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 the best thing about WWE right now is trying to predict in which direction they're going to go with this. And I think we need more of that. I think we need 
we need to be intrigued and we need to we need to tune in for a reason. And I think maybe that was again, like I've said, that was my problem with the end of Raw. It didn't really give me a reason to tune in next week. But I may switch on Smile will do anyway. But you know, you know, relatively speaking, I may switch on SmackDown later and oh, maybe I'll see the fiend, maybe I'll see Bray Wyatt, maybe I'll see where he's gonna go. And all those things tie in. Uh, slightly oh excuse me, that was disgusting. Where did that come from? Well, it's embarrassing. Yeah, well it happens. Um, worse when you do that in public. Oh, and someone turns around, you're like, I honestly didn't feel it. I'm not disgusting. It just came from nowhere. Uh, short episode today. I'm sorry. I had some live stuff pop up before we began, but I think we'll try and do another episode tomorrow. Maybe we'll start doing 1 p.m. on a Tuesday, 1 p.m. on a Wednesday, which builds into 2 p.m. ups and downs, right? We could do that. <laughs> Hyder Barty in the super chat just said, let me in. All right, Bray. Jeez. Let me in. Uh, anyway, so yeah, slightly short episode today. Like I say, most weeks it will be 1 p.m. BST to 2 p.m. BST. Sometimes things, uh, like I say, go nuts. But I always appreciate you joining me. And it's a shame that episode 200 of all ones would be shorter, but that just sums up the podcast. That's what we do. If you are on YouTube right now and you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do. Seeing that number go up is the best. Trying to smash 100,000 subscribers, still a long way away. But it's good to dream. Like the video, share the video. If you can support me at patreon.com forward slash simonmiller316. You are on YouTube. There's a link down there. Click it. Have a look. Maybe you find something you like. Maybe you don't. There's a bunch of rewards, postcards, t-shirts. You can come on the podcast whatever yeah, i've got merchandise simonmiller.bigcartel.com also a link in the description down there and i think that's about it instagram twitter at simon316 shout out to 116 in the gaming who gets the last super chat of the day who says randy versus the fiend story from burning abigail 116 you've smashed it at the end of the podcast we could do randy orton now i'm all right if we get out of that kofi kingston feud we can move into that one that's the second shout of the day and i lie why hate <laughs> can get the last super chat who says what about the rock on the first episode of smackdown on fox they're trying to do it the the invitation has gone out as of yet he has not said yes and he has not said no uh please do join me now over at what culture wrestling where we will do ups and downs for raw live Otherwise, uh, thanks for joining me. I always appreciate it. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, as Jerry Springer used to say. Don't know where that came from. And yeah, I may see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. BST. Come back. We'll do it again. Yeah.